And we're back. Two weeks off. Happy back in New the Year. All 40 and viewers. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and what a year it's been so far. I mean, we're talking about... We actually we didn't know what we were going to talk about, but we Hobbit decided it was going to be forty, and we're uh, decided it was going to be Washington D.C. this week. Well, I, I, at the beginning of the week, I was like, "Oh yeah, let's let's talk about Antarctica," and uh, it's um, oh sorry, I shouldn't be reading the chat. Someone in the chat saying there's drama afoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to do Antarctica, but then I woke up this morning. And for no reason whatsoever, I thought, you know what would be really interesting? You know what people would like? They would like to talk about Washington, D.C. and the unusual street alignments and the artificial nature of it. Because there's a lot about Washington, D.C. which um, was interesting. I mean, for a start, it's the District of Columbia. Columbia, the goddess Columbia, is the goddess of America. Um, much like we have the goddess Britannia, um, and that goes back into uh, prehistory with, or well, prior to Aphrodite, I suppose there'd been what Ishtar and um, some Egyptian gods who I don't know the names of. But um, Columbia is not a new goddess; it's just that's her current incarnation in America. So yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, interesting street alignments. And of course, there's some interesting um, coincidences in in America. I mean, if you like numbers, oh boy, you're going to love this episode because uh, I mean, one thing, for example, <laughs> by racing Ishtar, like the movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard it's not as bad as it's made out to be. You know, I, I tried to watch Zardoz once, and I got very bored with that. He didn't like um, Sean Connery in a nappy. No, I just I seem to remember there was this bit in it where like uh, uh, what's it called the the paper mache god was vomiting guns out of its mouth and I was like yeah that's great but where's all the ammunition? Uh, uh, yeah. There was ammunition there as well, weren't there? Oh, I don't remember. I just seem to be incredibly bored by it. And then, actually, that was the thing as well. It's like there was a post scarcity society, and so there wasn't really any conflict or. Uh, competition and that created a bunch of decadent soft uh, bored people and they decided the best thing to do to cure their boredom is to create a barbarian wa- wa- wasteland where Sean Connery can rape them occasionally Yeah, because women like being raped Speaking of uh, soft people uh, soft effeminate people uh, 14 Travel said he broke back mountain is his best movie ever made Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, 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 I consider your offer, but I'm thinking you're forgetting the seminal classic "Gay Niggers from Outer Space," which is, uh, you, you, you know, I mean, Brokeback Mountain is, uh, well, they're, they're from outer space. I think and, they should have done uh, um, a sequel to Scum, where where Davis gets a gets a like, it's like it's like what's City Slickers, but with Davis. And then it's like Davis and that dude from the Guinness adverts what raped him in it, and he goes, "Why can't I quit you, Davis?" Or is oh, that just an incredibly bad joke? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't know. Or where, I can't or where Davis, Davis and Ned Beatty go on a kayaking holiday, but that wouldn't end very well, would it? Ned Beatty was in. You seen Deliverance, Hobbit, Squeal, Little Piggy, etc., etc. No. <laughs> I it's, I, it's, um, a da- I, it's a Davis-like scene, but but Ned Beatty's on the receiving end of it. There's a bunch of films I've been meaning to watch recently, which I I sent you a message about because I just said, "Hey, have you have you heard about?" Now, hang on, let me find you, and then I can see what these films. Because one of them actually looks like just the sort of thing. Oh yeah, that was it. Uh, the urge to kill. Attack oh, of I the thought Kill that was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. But before I've actually read the thing, <laughs> no, gonna, no, it's, Hobbit's going to. Uh, you know who's it? A very young George Clooney is in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Really, I always kept meaning to watch that because it sounds like a fun title. So no, I Ned. Be- a fun hold film. on, hold on. A person in the chat said Beatty was Clyde in Bonnie and Clyde. Hemi. No, no, I'm talking about Ned Beatty, not Warren Beatty. <laughs> There's a slight I, difference uh, between the two. Uh, War- Ned Beatty was uh, Otis from the Superman film. I just want to read the description from Edge to Kill, okay? But before we go and talk about Little Shop Horror, Taka Killer Tomatoes, yeah. the synopsis. A wealthy music producer, played by Peter Gordeno, lives in a high-tech apartment, which is run by a computer system called Sexy. However, the computer develops human feelings and quickly becomes jealous of the world of the would-be female singers that hang around its owner. Soon the computer is killing the girls off by scolding in the shower. Death by electric toothbrush, while another unfortunate girl gets trapped in a sunbed, which causes her breasts to explode. Uh, is this um? Is this, is this is this made by the bloke who watched Demon Seed and said like, what if I sucked any intelligence out of Demon Seed? <laughs> I don't know who it's directed by, and it seems that the only available copy at the moment is a VHS rip. So uh, I'm sure people can look for the Urge to Kill Attack of the Killer. Computer yeah, I need I need to find a DVD rip. I've got Metal Beast, but that's a, but that's a VHS. That's um. That's that's werewolf. Uh, military decide to do a werewolf program, but they decide to like armor plate a werewolf. Oh, the other one which I was asking if you'd seen was uh, Never Too Young to Die from nineteen eighty six. No, I've not uh, seen that one. I'll read the, the synopsis. A top secret agent is murdered, so it's a strange psychopathic hermaphrodite gang. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. A, a top-secret agent is murdered, so his estranged son, a high school gymnast, teams up with his dad's attractive female partner to stop the psychopathic hermaphrodite gang leader who killed him, and now plans a major terrorist attack. Hermaphrodite villain played by Gene Simmons, who's the bass player with Kiss, and Vanity producing the glamour. Uh, yeah, um... All right, so you you want to see a film? Oh shit! With, uh, uh, George Lazenby played his dad. Yeah, jo- have you jo- seen the cast? Simon, John Stamos, Robert Island, Robert England is in it too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So um, that's that's a film which I. Oh, thought- speaking of Gene, yeah. speaking of Gene Simmons, you need to watch Runaway Hobbit. You seen Runaway with Tom Selleck? Uh, no, someone in the chat says, I'm pretty sure that's the plot to half the B-list movies in the 70s and 80s. I was going to say, someone else in the chat says, miss you guys. That's Stash, that's our buddy Stash. We need to get him back on again. Uh, it's just someone in the chat, isn't it? 
No, Bio Ray is someone in the chat. Well, my New Year's resolution is everybody is someone in the chat. Okay, then. Everybody is someone yeah. in the chat. Uh, yeah, have you yeah. seen Runaway yeah. with Tom Selleck in it? And uh, Gene Simmons is the bad, bad guy. No. Wait a minute. Uh, was he the guy in Magnum P.I.? Yes. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Sorry, mate. Uh, so in the it's actually it's actually directed and written by Michael Crichton as well. In the near future, of Michael, pol- yeah, Michael Crichton, Crichton. In the near Crichton. future, a police officer specialises in malfunctioning robots. When a robot turns out to be programmed to kill, he begins and begins to uncover a homicidal plot to create killer robots, and his son becomes the. T- Wait a minute! Wasn't this the film with uh, what's his name in it? Um... He was Han Solo. Come on, brain. No. You know Harrison Ford. That's it. No, no. And it's Sean guts. Young's in it too. Uh, Tom Selleck's in it. Gene Simmons is in it. Blade Runner. Oh no, Gene Simmons is not in Blade Runner. Yeah. No, it's just what you were describing sounded a lot like Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It it sounds like Blade Runner. Sounds a bit like that other one that you mentioned. Buttons though. Yeah, it's actually like pretty. Oh. pretty good. I think it's not yeah. a bad film. I don't think it's, it's B movie, but it's not. I think it was. It looks like it was a made-for-TV pilot or something. Why were we talking about movies? Because I was going to say that. Hey, you know Washington DC's got some interesting lines on. On that, you know what? I'm going to like go Google Maps right now, and I'm going to look at the street plan of Washington DC. See if anything. Just, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna play. Oh, hold it. hold like, on a second. Uh, I've just found favorite synth soundtrack. Apparently, the Long Good uh, Friday's got a good synth soundtrack on it. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, the Long Good Friday is a classic gangster film. Ian A needs to watch it, but he because he's a fan. Have I seen the Long Good Friday? I'm um, you know, a little bit more than a hot oh. dog. Know what I mean? That one. It's not about Irish, is it? No, you, there you go. You've just ruined the fucking plot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I was going to say the Long Good Friday. I would have think like you know there was that thing about the, the Good Friday Agreement. So I was like, it's about Irish, isn't it? Yeah, but it's um, not about that. It's like at the height of their powers during the eighties. Uh, the thing that's yeah. Ennio. The thing's an interesting soundtrack because that's Ennio Morricone um, pretending to be. Is it? Yeah, Ennio Morricone. Pretending the soundtrack for the thing he's like it's it's Morricone pretending to be John Carpenter oh that is interesting I I need to have a listen to the thing because I did think that was John Carpenter no it's not oh, it's, it's, it's Morricone it's Morricone doing Carpenter nice is this turning into I'm, dope I'm, movies and shows or <laughs> well no because we haven't got like um, what's his name steering the conversation He's he's quite good at that yeah. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He keeps us on I, the rails, I, doesn't he? I um, I'm looking at um, uh, North America, and I see New York, and then just to the west of that, you got a place called Scranton, and I thought that was part of New York, but it turns That's out actually no, it's it? not. Yeah, Scranton. I is, only know that I because mean, a podcast I listen to, they're from Scranton, and they and they tell you it's Scranton. Scranton. Brandon. It looks quite nice, actually. It, it looks sort of like Scranton to New York. Let's see. If I want to get a car, it's 120 miles, so two and a half hours. Okay. That's uh, sort of the distance between... 
What's London to Derby? Yeah, that's about 120 miles. Anyway, so there's Philadelphia. Come on, I think Washington, D.C. It's, oh, there's Washington. Oh, it's south of New York. It looks quite big, actually, on the map. I was, I mean, New York, we, we know, is, like, big and densely packed. Philadelphia's quite spread out. And you've got Baltimore and Washington. So let me have a look at Washington and see what I can see. Um, well, actually, you know what? This is no good, is it? Because nobody can, like, see what I'm looking at. Oh, hold on. So, Send me uh, a, give me an image. I'll pop it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send you. I'll put it in doodling pad. There we go. So that's that's what I'm currently looking at on it. And well, that building there. You want that building? You want me? To... Well, it's just like on like uh, it's just focused on. No, it's not focused on Scranton. It's just I had that in the in the thing. I'm I'm actually looking at the Lincoln Memorial and the White House. Am I right? I think I might have mi got this mixed up, but I thought I saw Accrington. Oh no, Arlington. Okay. Arlington. Arlington. That, that's where that's where the war memorial is. Arlington's the military Accrington, cemetery. Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Who are they? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at um, uh, Washington uh, right now, the United States Capitol. Well, you got some. Diamond-shaped lines, which is interesting considering you've got straight lines in other places. And they've they've gone for the normal grid pattern, but you've got some interesting... Oh, there's a roundabout. Um, Stanton Park yeah, is, a, do, is a roundabout. They don't really go in for roundabouts either, do they? Well, yeah, but uh, you've got uh, Stanton Park is... Uh, that's uh, that's um, that's a uh, roundabout. You got some. You got some diamonds. Can I see anything else in it? Let me see. So I, I see a lot of crisscrossing diagonal lines. You got this um, long green bit, which goes from the Capitol Monument, Lincoln Memorial. The White House is just north of Washington Monument. Um, what if I look at the White House? Do I see anything there? Oh, yeah, okay, I see something there. It looks like um, the Mason's um, compass points point towards the, the White House is like the fulcrum of the compass, and then you've got the two spokes sticking out. It doesn't, it's not quite symmetrical. You've got this thing called Colorama, um, where it sort of ends. Um, the road, well, the road continues, but it's at a different angle. And then around about the same sort of uh, northern latitude, you've got this 11th Street Northwest intersection where it changes. So what else can I see there? Well, that's I hear the street this, map. Like, I've zoomed in, and it's like a bit of a weird tie-dye one. Oh, Okay. Oh, that makes it a bit more um, easy to see what's going on. Do you see an owl there? It's. Uh, I've had to I've... rotate it ninety degrees. So I see. I see an owl in that uh, thing. Uh, that owl uh, there. There's. Uh, that's the eclipse. So you've got uh, Washington Monument towards the river. What's that? The Potomac River. And then you've got 
So if, if you're going south from the White House, which on your screen would be right, then you've got what looks like an owl. And yeah, and, and apparently an owl is a representation of the... Uh, I'll, uh, I'm going to show these comments as well. Someone in the chat saying something interesting. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing an owl in that thing. And this is one of those things where you have to do pattern recognition. You just sort of stare at it for a while. But we'll, we'll leave that image up because that's quite a good image to look at. And I'm going to sort of describe this thing. I've been a beautiful uh, website from the 1990s um, called Bibliotech, BibliotechAppelades.net. I think that's Greek, but I was uh, reading about... Um... Oh, don't forget, Stash was in a spy movie. He's plugging it in the chat. Uh, yeah, follow the links to uh, spy... Stash in a spy movie. Nice. Stash, he was in a spy film with a hot chick. Our I, boy I Stash. actually want to watch that. I want to watch that, but um, Spy Top Spy. Okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. So, yeah, um... I, I got curious about this, and I thought to myself, all right, who's responsible for designing Washington, D.C.? It's a French bloke, and his name is Pierre Charles L'Enfant. Every single time. <laughs> wow. Or is it? Because who's Christopher Wren, and where do you... Because he, he had some... After the Great Fire of London, he had some interesting designs for redesigning London. And, uh, the the plans of were... Of DMG sort of, uh, Statues, Statues Spy movie. Just to... D dismissed is it called spy top spy yeah because i've just uh, i've yeah okay good right so um pierre charles l'enfant an adventurous frenchman a contemporary of adam weishaupt oh, Luminale, oh weishaupt. We uh we did uh, we actually did an episode on him with uh you shall be not shall be shall not be named oh okay the, the guy oh, who has the guy who has the same mo as uh peter Sutcliffe. <laughs> that we used ah. to do podcasts with. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of which, what episodes did we do the alien, uh, not alien, animal abductions with the exsanguination? Because uh, I was talking with my mate yesterday. Um, yeah, I know. I, I couldn't find it. It was just... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's focus on this Pierre Charles L'Enfant, contemporary of Weishaupt. He was primarily responsible for the name and design of the District of Columbia. Well, Adam Adam Weishaupt was uh, was Illuminati. He he, he founded the um, uh, what's it the Bavarian Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, he did. Damien, sorry, someone in the chat says he can see a rampant rabbit vibrator in the street map. <laughs> can you be? Can you, Are you believe? Sure? Can you believe that cattle mutilation was uh, twenty odd episodes ago, Hobbit? My God, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was cattle mutilation, cattle mutilation part two, and then Dennis Nielsen. It was a real fun triple for you, Hobbit. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Someone in the chat says they maybe that's maybe rampant. that's why you couldn't take Jen Dennis Nielsen because it was brought on the back of cattle two episodes of cattle mutilation. Yeah, that was it, and I was just, you know, I was, I was getting a bit grim, but no, someone in the chat was saying, you see, are you sure you're not seeing a Palman vibrator in there? Because I'm definitely seeing that south of the White House, this kind of uh, 
trapezoid and it's got this kind of looping bit there and that i had a look so at what we said so south is on the right of the picture because i've rotated it 90 degrees so so, so the potomac river is, oh. at the t is north then is it you've rotated the image 90 degrees so it fits better on the landscape yeah. landscape do you want me to turn it back around as it was no 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 leave it as it is yeah i did it so it was bigger what I'm saying there is, if you look in the centre of it, you've got the eclipse and what oh, looks the, like the river. The I've just I've just checked. The river is on the south, so the south is to the left of the screen. Mm. But and what I'm saying is, right. if, on this image, which you can see in the YouTube chat, if you sort of look down, you can see a kind of a trapezoid shape, and it's got a little round bit in the middle. There's a good and, couple, isn't there? Let me have a look at this round There's a bit really in good X if... right in the middle of that map, isn't there? A really good, a really distinct X right in the middle of that map. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm going to look, see if I can find it here. So you got, you you retake. Oh yeah, okay. So that's um, oh, it says the White House is temporarily closed. <laughs> um, so there's the eclipse, and am I looking at the same thing there? That's the sort of big bit. That's the ah. There we go. There's where the river intersects. So the little bits there. That bits there. So that bits there. There's even a bit that looks so like I'll, a right in the crux of the river there. There's a bit that looks like some sort of electrical drawing. Is there a way I could rotate my? No, there's no way I could rotate my view there. Um, so that bits there and that bits there. Oh, okay. I I see what I'm looking at now. So. That bit looks like an owl, and that bit... Oh, yeah, so that's Stanton Park. This this bit I'm referring to the bottom there. So Stanton Park's got this roundy bit that looks like a Poundland vibrator. No, I think I got that wrong. All right. But if I go... Let me see. There's the river. So if you go down from the river... So there's the river. You go down from the river, right? So that's the White House. That's the circular bit right in the middle, the bit which I say looks like the owl. And it's got the two bits protruding. And then that bit's in the middle. Is that Washington Union Station, then? Ah, oh, this, is, this is fun. This, this sort of uh, uh, 2D uh, mental... Uh, well, it's... Yeah. Uh, it well, said there's a dildo yeah. down south, way on down south. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. But just remember, chat, you say south, but it, you should really refer to it as down, up, left, and right in this image because, yeah. um, let's see, the Potomac River, the big bit, is going south. So where you've got this tributary going, which is the Anacostia River, feeds into Potomac, and those two bits converge into one. So where I'll, this I'll, put, I'll put it back goes, the right way up because it's far too confusing that way. All right, there we go. There, we, yeah. So that's it. So we got ourselves um, the. I really want to read more about. That's the thing. You know what? It's fine. What well, that is, Lincoln Park, the bit which the top of. Ah, uh, that's it. So the Poundland vibrator is RFK Stadium going towards Lincoln Park. And then North Carolina Avenue, Northeast, forms one part of it. And um, Independence Avenue, Southeast, and Massachusetts you've Avenue, Southeast. You've got all sorts, haven't you? You've got, a, you've got one, tri you've got a triangle. You've got, we've got many, many triangles. 14, you've got an X right in the middle. 
Sorry, someone in the chat who's not Ian <laughs> says he sees anal beads in it, and I'm just like, Ian, are you seeing? Are you looking at the northwest? What's the northwest circular bit? Let's have a look. So that's the river, yeah, and then northwest circular bit, Westmoreland Hills, no Spring Valley, Wesley Heights, no. no oh, I've seen sure. the pentagram. I found the pentagram on there. The pentagon. Oh yeah, pentagons. Oh, uh, just southwest. South, just southwest of the river, you can see the pentagram clear as a bell. Mm. So what I wanted to say about this stuff is before we get into. So anyway, basically, uh, uh, what's his name? Pierre Charles Lafont. He's an artist, and he was studying the landscape gardens of a chap called. Andre Lenort, who was the gardener, what done did the formal gardens for um, what's his name, Louis the Fourteenth, and those are quite an interesting uh, design. They're, they're worth looking at in themselves, really, because plenty of stuff's been done about Washington D.C., but not much has been done about the uh, formal gardens of the Palace of Versailles. I'm, I'm not, Actually, I'm not showing that 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 comment of Ian's because it's just it's getting a bit too excited now. Uh, yeah. He, he... <laughs> he, 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 he settled down mate this yeah. isn't darts we're doing a serious investigation into the history and geometry of Washington yeah. District of Columbia of the goddess Columbia so now um, I have been looking much too much into the creator and really ah oh, that's it so I just need to go back so uh, the origin of Columbia there we go um, today I would like to discuss, that's not my words, by the way, that's the author of this website, Bibliotechalibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidibidib
40, uh, someone in the chat says John Java. It's difficult not to use their names. But anyway, um, the Virgin, Virgo, was impregnated by God on the spring equinox as the sun passed into Virgo on March the 21st. Oh, yeah, this is American, so they put the month first. Nine months later, the sun passed into Virgo. 14 Travel said John Virgo. Put as many balls yes. as you can. Do you remember that when he did that on Big Break of it? I do remember Big Break. I, I liked his trick shots. They were the most entertaining part yeah. of the show. And when he used to go, I do ever see- put as many balls as you can. Like that, didn't he? Like that, did <laughs> To be honest, I always just thought to myself, he was like the... Um, I never really liked, what was his name? The, the piggy one. who Jim Davidson, that's it. I don't like Jim Davidson. No, I just don't like his piggy eyes. It reminded me of a bully I used to know in school. One of them I never beat up, actually. Yeah. Um, I did throw a table at him once, but it was a really agile bastard, and he ducked away from it. He threw a... I'd, I'd never known it was possible, right? He threw a biter at me, and it hit my earlobe and drew blood. So I threw oh. a table at him. Fair enough. And... Um, I was very pleased with how far I threw the table, <laughs> and a lot of people ducked out of the way. But he, he sort of ran, I was, he was such a bastard as well. I mean, like every time he got me sufficiently riled up where I wanted to fight him, he'd run away. Um, um, typical bully, then. Well, the one type, the real, real sort of gobby bastard. He he was on his bike and he cycled past me and he spat in my face. And I didn't see him in school for a week after that because I was going to give him a kicking. But anyway, so now I don't like Jim Davidson. Focusing on Virgo. So um, God's son is born or rather reborn every year after the sun stops on the Tropic of Capricorn for two days. And the third day rises from death is reincarnated in the world. This is something I always find interesting about the winter solstice. It's on the 21st. And I find it interesting, you know, they say, you know, the uh, uh, Virgo is impregnated by God on the spring equinox. I mean, that's March 21st. Oh, there's the Virgo, there's a picture of the Virgo constellation there. There we go. Yeah, that's it. Now, um, uh, winter solstice. Yeah, so the fact is, if, um, if, you, if you sort of look at, if you were to do like a, a graph... You know, if, if you're one of those sort of um, anoraks which likes drawing, likes drawing graphs like me, you, you, you'll notice that the um, amount of sunshine and the position of the sun in the sky, it makes a sine wave. So what well, I mean by a sine wave... Where driving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. And the fact is, when, when you do a sine wave, you, you get as you get closer to the zero point, it's the steepest point in it. So... As you get towards the summer solstice, then that's the bit where it's like the days are getting significantly longer. But then after the summer solstice, they quite rapidly get shorter. Um, but then when you get towards the winter solstice, come on, brain, we've almost got there. Yeah, you get to the winter solstice, and that's where you're at the peak of the sine wave. And what that means is like, that's the time where the sun is uh, is not. You don't see much of the sun during the winter. So on the twenty first of December, that's when you see the the least amount of the sun, and um, 
it's only on the 25th does it appreciably start to rise higher in the sky. So if, you, if you're drawing a sine wave, you basically just, it looked like a flat line for those three days. Anyway, so Virgo is responsible for the sun god, so this is all related. Um, and uh, yeah, so th this, this thing about Jesus and Christmas, it predates Christianity. And well, this, I this is another, no way, and then another reason I think even pagans shouldn't throw Christianity out of the window. Because we um, we made we made Christianity our own and brought it in yeah. to paganism. But the, didn't we? but the other thing, I mean, I as Catholic, you know, I have I absolutely no qualms about this stuff being pre-Christian and being incorporated into the faith, because it, it, it it's got to be. Oh dear, an error occurred. Let me um, reload the chat. See if it's uh, just on my end or yours. On your, it's fine. This end. Yeah, yeah, okay, that, that was just... I got a bit worried then. Um, Christianity... John Virgo was impregnated by Dennis Taylor. For the I, don't, I don't get that, but... Uh, that's a bit too esoteric. That's a bit like, too esoteric. Dave, David Demento says that offspring would definitely be 14 territory. Oh, God. oh Jesus. Ah. <laughs> oh. So then Ian says that off, the offspring would be king of the crucible. We need to start. We need to stop reading Ian's comments. We're just encouraging him. Someone in the, someone in the chat is being very very creative here, and I appreciate <laughs> it. But I'm trying to do a serious. I'm thing so glad about... he doesn't do that when he does his own episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have to start Ian... doing them from OnlyFans or something. I, I love it when Ian comes on. It's basically like, ah, oh, brilliant. I get to, like, not do any work. Um, <laughs> like you, Skyrim, you, you know when you get, Well, you know when you get, like, a group project in, in school and you have to do a presentation or something, and it's like, you're always trying to get, like, with the studious lot, and you just, you give them a couple of good ideas, and then they sort of set off with it, and it's like, ah, yeah. oh, brilliant. I can coast. The problem is, is, usually in those groups, I was the one doing all the work, and... The fact is, I didn't mind because I enjoyed doing presentations as I, I enjoyed uh, giving a show. Um, but anyway, speaking of giving a show, Virgin and the Goddess and the Columbia and all that, we, yeah. are, we are getting on to this thing. Oh, just that was it. I wanted to say um, people wouldn't uh, accept Christianity if it wasn't based in universal truth. So you have to have Jesus being born on Christmas Day. It couldn't be anything else but the 25th of December. That's why Sol Invictus is birthday. Actually, actually the star came through in yeah. September. <laughs> Go suck your mum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that. This isn't real capstan hours. Yeah. Now, um, so uh, the new world, Virgin Goddess Columbia, was just a new manifestation of this ancient consort and Virgin Mother of God. I ain't sure why she's called Columbia, but maybe we'll find out. Depicted in Christianity as the Virgin Mary, so she is. Columbia was created out of Virginia and Maryland. Um, I don't know. Uh, what if I looked up states of the, the United States? Would I see like um, like a, let's let's have a look at the United States borders? Will that give me a thing? I, I want to see the states of them. 
Um, mm, okay, I, I got like uh, I don't recognise what those diagrams mean, and they don't have the names of the state. Oh, that one's got names. Hey, Stash, well oh, done we on the co-star. I just had a flick through that video. I can't. I, I hate the, the Americans with their two-letter acronyms for their states. I don't understand. Okay, I assume VA is Virginia. Yeah. And then something to the north is MO. So that's Maryland. And then something to Montana. the west is... Montana. Montana's right. Right. It's above Wisconsin. So right. VA on the east coast of America. That's that Maryland. Was no, MA is Maryland, isn't it? Well... All right, okay. So I'm going to give you this image, what I is looking at here. And uh, then you can... I'm looking at a map of the states, what's got, like, the names on it. So oh, VA Massachusetts. Is, Massachusetts. All right, so VA is uh, a state, what I'm looking at. It's above North Carolina. And then DE, is that Delaware? And then there's something called VW. Vince Gonson. Uh, hey, I've done it, Hobbit. I found I found a list of all of the. They're called the U.S. State and Territory abbreviations. Right. So, which ones do you want to know, Hobbit? Uh, well, this diagram isn't very uh good. I can't make out if it's M's or N's on this. So, uh, you know what? Let's just carry on with the story because the story is you got this Columbia and she's created out of, of Virginia and Maryland. Oh, I get it, because Virginia is the Virgin, and Maryland is the land of the Virgin Mary. Um, and then, I'm not sure, the, this sentence doesn't yeah, really Yeah, MA follow, is Massachusetts, I bet. Okay. What was the other one you wanted to know? I don't, actually, because like the American states are scum. Okay. Especially the Dutch ones, like Pennsylvania. <laughs> So the square is that. By the way, ever no, no. This this isn't the show to mention how the Dutch are scum, but they are scum, by the way. Um, to the Masons, the square is the female aspect. Um, funny enough, there's a channel on Telegram called Occult Occult Meanings, Occult Symbolism, and they were talking about the Star of David or the six pointed hexagram, and they were saying how a triangle pointed down is a woman because it looks a bit like a minge and then the triangle pointed up is the bloke because the willy sticks up like a tent pole okay. and then you combine the two together and then the star of david is killer hermaphrodite what white phosphorus its neighbors yeah and uh, that was the plot for a film about um what i sent you what was the name of that film again the one gene simmons in oh, anyway. right yeah yeah i've gone off I've gone off for you, uh, Dieps, but whatever that film was. I think you probably enjoy both of those films. I don't. I de I know. I definitely want to watch that one about um, sexy, the smart home AI. Um, that kind of runs me a demon seed. So uh, it's like it's like, yeah. it's like this demon seed is too highbrow. What? How can we change it? How can we make it junk? Well, it's like okay, demon seed's an interesting concept, but. What if Benny Hill was in this? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, speaking of Benny Hill, I was watching these adverts from the 1980s. I oh, was speaking of Benny Hill. I watched uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the other day. Did you know Benny Hill? No, I didn't know Benny Hill. All I knew He's was Benny Hill maker. is. It... Oh, okay. Because I, I knew Benny Hill. He chased after women with. They got bras and they run really fast and they play the silly music. And yeah. that was like. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good, actually. But the, watching adverts from the 1980s in the UK, the only fat bloke I saw was an actor playing Friar Tuck in a Heinz Soup um, advert. And the only black I saw was Benny Hill dressed up in blackface to play B.A. Baracus as, as a, an impersonation of it. And that was it. That, that's, that, that's, that's what adverts were like in the 1980s in the UK. Oh, and there was beautiful adverts for like pipe tobacco, like uh, Saint Bruno, patron saint of smokers. But anyway, we're not sponsored by Saint Bruno pipe tobacco because I don't think they exist anymore. In Egypt, no. Um, here we go. The square is the female aspect, right? So we're going to get onto that. Washington's original plan for the District of Columbia was a large square with a future Washington monument. Uh, mill cut symbol, the compass at the centre. Right, so we're not talking about a square like um, a square shape. We're talking about the Mason square, which is the right angled thing pointed upwards, and then you have the compass on top of it. And that's that Freemason logo is like the six-pointed star, except it's a bit more symbolic because rather than just being a, like a six-pointed hexagram like you see on the flag of Israel, it's these are the tools what we use in our thing therefore that's what we make our six point hexagram out of um but it's that that dualism where there's like well we combine male and female to make killer hermaphrodites played by gene simmons in the film called what was that film again called oh you can find, find that film name aren't you never too young to die 1986 starring gene simmons robert england peter kwong not Burt Kwok. Burt Kwok's yeah, I not Burt in Kwok. Kwok was the go-to. Yeah, Burt Kwok. Um, but anyway, we're mentioning all this stuff because I am a bit scatterbrained, as I'm sure the listeners know. Oh, and, Tara Buckman uh, it, plays Sacrificed Punkette. Oh, yeah. I have to watch this film. Um, but, no, I'm Wright doing a plays, show. Patrick Wright plays Exploding Bike. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some great, uh, there's some great characters in this film. Hey, we're trying to do a serious show about the esoteric nature oh, yeah. of Washington DC. We need to be serious, and if we're not serious, then the audience will go away. Top Cat warned us we weren't serious enough. Yeah. So, no more fun and humor. We must be serious about this. Yeah. So anyway, um, tits and tit. No, no, it's not tits. It was Minge and, and Willie. That's that's it. That was the. Uh, the Washington Monument's the Willie, and uh, the the square is is the Minge. Except they didn't do that. It's because the Capitol building's a boob, and then you got Washington's Willie standing up at 555 feet, um, permanently erect in front of the one boob. Um, oh. Speaking of which, there were some very thirsty incels storming the boob yesterday. Did you see it? They were. They were just shouting, "Booba, booba, let us no, in!" What no, money? No, Oh, okay. Well, I, I assume it was something about like the lockdowns were making them thirsty for sex, and 
they basically just like where's the biggest breasts in the world and it's the washington capitol building it's a big boob i suppose the parthenon's another one but anyway um yeah uh that's right we're talking about george washington oh yeah that's true we're talking about saint 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 george no george washington's willie who's not saint george um and the reason we mentioned about that was that in Egypt, the Trinity consists of Isis, Osiris, and Horus the Sun. Now, you may be wondering, what's that got to do with Washington, D.C.? Well, they made obelisks as well, so it's probably got something to do with it. Isis can be seen as the There's ultimate There's also one of those in London, isn't there? Oh, yeah, well, you know, they, uh, the French and the English, everyone helped themselves to some of the uh, Egyptian stuff. Even the Romans uh, uh, took some of the obelisks over. Um, by the way, what where slavery re- happened? Yeah, um, I by the I'm reading um, this website. It it makes extensive reference to a film called Secrets in Plain Sight, which is about three and a half hours long. So, you know, that's that's almost one. Oh, hold on, I need to speak to Ian A for a talk. second. Ian A, yeah. um, Ian says he's messaged Gerwin Price to see if he wants to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ian, he's just muted. Okay, he's not. Hey, <laughs> you, better, you better get ready for those roid rages, man. Yeah, yeah. Based. So sorry, Hobbit. Oh this is going to be a very interrupted show. I think it's that's okay because it'll give me time to collect my thoughts. It's like, why am I talking about Isis? Well, Isis, the Egyptian goddess. She's very similar to Columbia and Britannia and the Virgin Mary, so she is, so she is. Is, and, is Isis uh, used at Bohemian Grove? Because uh, the owl is at, is at uh, Bohemian Grove, isn't it? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm tying this into my thing. We all saw the owl in that image of uh, Washington, D.C., the street plan there. And the owl is also a representation of this because Athena used that. And Athena was the um, Egyptian female goddess not egyptian greek, greek. we're scuffy she was goddess, goddess of war actually, I think. oh yeah but she was also like the female actually no, they didn't really have a goddess of war i mean apollo wasn't it and athena wasn't it but anyway um James i mentioned him not collector, so he likes collectors i know i know yeah so um isis was uh was worshipped almost universally by all Egyptians. And that's the thing as well. Try as they might, uh, when people, especially Spurg, say, actually, you shouldn't worship the Virgin Mary because that's not God. God says you shouldn't have false idols and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but then you find like everyone, at least every like devout Christian woman I know has got a statue or prays to the Virgin Mary, or says Hail Mary. And you'll find a lot of men will say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Oh, and that was another thing that wound me up. Amen is Latin for so be it. You don't say our woman, because that's just, no, you, you're just being a fucking idiot. And um, you know what? That's blasphemy as well. And it's almost a case that you get divine retribution when there's blasphemy. Interesting. 
so don't say our woman. You can say so be it if you want to do plain speak, but our men um, is just being so be it. Although it does sound a bit similar to an Egyptian god called Amen-Ra, which was the sun god. So yeah, uh, Virgin Mary, she gets worshipped by pretty much everyone. And the Egyptians were worshipping Isis, which is the Virgin Mary. And uh, but what's, what's the term I'm looking for? I'm, I'm saying the Virgin Goddess, because that's, that's like the... Um, the prototype form. so is it um I, so is the fact that she gave birth to a child is that is that part of the is that the same in all of them or is that unique only to the virgin mary uh well i mean we can look into this and we can find oh here's a virgin goddess which didn't give birth to anyone but it's like do you know any woman that's not given birth to anything and has been worshipped i mean even lilith which is not you know a, a nice goddess she gave birth to some mutant vampire demon spawn. And, uh, yeah, so I, pretty much every, every virgin goddess is, is, uh, is worship. So I mentioned this. So, right, the major goddess of Egyptian pantheon shared many of the same tributes of other modern goddesses found all over the world. And I'd say the only difference is really being as the cultural understanding of the ancient Egyptians as opposed to the cultural understandings of medieval and current day man with the Virgin Mary. And then again, what were the esotericists doing with the goddess Britannia or the goddess Columbia? I mean, because I think God, Britannia and Columbia are, are, the, are, the, are the same. Well, they are the same goddess. It's just one represents Britain and the British people. And the other one represents Colombians and the Colombian people. Oh, wait. The United Statesians are the United Statesian people of Colombia. Huh. So, I don't. I did want to talk about Washington D.C., but we can't talk about Washington D.C., the District of Columbia, without talking about Colombia, the patron well, god. Talk, you can't even talk about it without talking about the Greeks and the Egyptians, because a lot of the architecture is very, very inspired by the Greeks and the Egyptians. Yeah, and it's almost as if they're like harkening back to like. Uh, what what I call primordial truth. So when you got the Egyptian stuff and the the uh, the neoclassical architecture, it's because it's all being based on primordial truths. I mean, one of the really um, fundamental and simple ones is this. Uh, I don't know the term for it, but it's where you got like a doorway or an arch, and then you've got two smaller arches either side, and there's a specific ratio, I think it's 1 to 1.61, the golden ratio, between these arches. You see that depicted in um, Leonardo da Vinci's painting of The Last Supper. You see it in um, the pyramids in South America. You see it in A lot cathedrals. of churches have it going on, don't they? But in the scene... Well, I was going to say, yeah, you, you see it in the cathedrals, especially... Uh, Notre Dame in Paris. Um, it, it seems these, and you, you know, another place you see it as well is you see it in the hypogeum in Malta, which I saw with my own eyes, and I wasn't allowed to take bloody photographs of it because the Maltese government insisted, like, you don't get in without any electronic equipment. It's like, what? Not even a microphone? No, nothing. Bastards. Absolute Why? bastards. Because, I mean, with all these esoteric sites, they, they do things that, 
so you you can't take photographs in so i can describe to you that i saw that that tree tree arch triarch uh the the same ratios i mean if i had been allowed to actually like set step foot on that part because it's all carefully created um and and chained off but if i've been allowed to set foot and like got a ruler i can be like oh yeah that's a ratio of one to 1.61 but honestly you just look at the damn things and you go that's the same ratio as the the, the last supper and that's the same ratio not to damn and the reason i mentioned this is because i'm talking about primordial truths which are displayed in geometry and the understanding of geometry uh i mean plenty of people have talked about the pyramids and their relation like uh the pyramids have got some brilliant ratios the pyramid the great pyramid at giza between the circumference of the earth at the equator which is the base of the pyramid and then the top of the pyramid which doesn't represent the top of the earth it represents and unfortunately this means if you accept the pyramids are true um you have to accept that the world is a somewhat spherical or globe shaped because then the ratios make perfect sense, like uh, the ratio between the Earth and the Moon and the pyramids all line up. And rather than me trying to describe it, you need to look at the images, which is why I'm going to be recommending people, when you're done with this, watch Secrets in Plain Sight. Um, and I'm going to copy that link into the chat right now. I suggest you watch it, but not now. Um, is it you that's getting lots of DMs? Yeah, that's me. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear the thing there. So right now is an interesting thing. I remember hearing yesterday. Carlin in the Telegram um, says, "What the fuck is Abit on about?" <laughs> well, keep listening and you'll find out. Because yeah. we're talking about Colombia, and then you're saying about uh, the Egyptian and Greek and Roman influences in uh, Washington DC. And I was talking about primordial truths, and I'm trying to wind this all together. And then I just realized that what I was trying to describe between the ratio of the Great Pyramid of Giza and the Earth and the Moon, you can't really do it without watching the documentary. My good friend from Emily Sands posted the YouTube link to the, to the thing, so you can watch it there afterwards. But I do remember hearing yesterday, and I'm getting right onto the bit now where I'm talking about the goddess of democracy. Um, the Freemasons described the Capitol building not just as a government building, but as a temple to democracy. And yesterday I heard... I so think the, ca so the Capitol building, for those that don't know, that is their House of Commons, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like the, it's the main parliamentary building, but they're not a parliament. It's the main building what they discuss things in. So, yeah, I think it's there. Yeah. It's there. Uh, uh, Westminster. Westminster, that's what I want to say. Yeah, because I was saying they, they don't have an equivalent of the House of Lords, do they? They've got the Senate. Yeah, and they've they have got the Senate. The they have the Senate and the. Um, you have the Congress and the Senate. And aren't the Congress. The Congress is. Uh, Congress is, is equivalent to the House of Commons and the Senate is the equivalent to the House of Lords, if I remember rightly. The only difference being is that both, both houses are elected. I mean, the thing is, what we're describing here is we're talking about magic, and the magic is is built into the foundations of Washington, D.C. itself. And there's a lot of sex magic in there. I mean, I know you and I've been having a giggle about 
Washington's Willie and uh, the Boob Capital and things like that. But why do they call it Congress? Because Congress is like you do an act of Congress. That's well, a Congress you know, that, is what happens between a man and a woman, isn't it? Yeah, that that's a polite term for um, the horizontal member having it off, as we say over. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the hunker chunker, the uh, you know the, the beast jogging. with two, yeah, the the beast with two backs. Yeah, um, is that a biblical term? The beast with two backs. I don't know. It's probably not. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Go forth and multiply. Hobbit, Hobbit the is the man, Earth's phone, goddess, underworld, atop capital dome, Persephone, goddess, underworld, top cap. Oh, I didn't. I I don't know much about Persephone. Um, isn't no? It's Ceres, the one that Hades. Uh, Persephone. Wants, is Go find out who Persephone is. Is that the mother of um, Ceres? Where's Skoggy when you need him? Yeah, where the fuck um, Skoggy? Skoggy. Oh, is he? I think he's going to be doing some painting. He's doing a stream of him painting, so that's a good well, thing. Put to the do. fucking paintbrush down and get in here. Um, but I. I re- she is the daughter mm-hmm. of Zeus and Demeter. She became the queen of the underworld through her abduction by Hades. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, the chance. So, um, so we, we got a list of names here, and I'm just going to read these off so I sound knowledgeable. Besides these names, the same aspects of any goddess can be found in Aphrodite, Ishtar, Black Madonna. Have you heard of Black Madonna? Mary. Uh, I went to clean on white Madonna. I mean, went a bit off the boil, didn't no. she? Goddess Athena, Goddess Astarte, and Ninuit, Astarte. And well, Black Atar Madonna Sam- sounds kind of evil, doesn't it? Black Madonna. Yeah, I've not heard of a Black Madonna. But the thing uh, is, yeah, I because Light Giver, Light Giver as well, isn't Light Giver a, 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 a term to describe hmm. uh, Satan? Oh, Stash Prime says Black Madonna is, is Polish. Um, so, uh, uh, um, I think I've heard um, Mary referred to as the Madonna before. I don't know enough about Italian to know what a Madonna means. I know a prima donna means first lady, so I assume Donna means lady. Madonna means mother lady? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Uh, she was the light giver at this season of the year and was called Cut. Uh, not to be confused with King Knut. As the mighty earth goddess, her name was Usert. As the Greek goddess of the underworld, she was called Fenininit. Oh, it's As from the, the old power- Italian. It's a, ver- a variant of um, Mia from, from Latin. See, Madame. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I suppose... Uh, because they do refer, she, Mary is Our Lady, so I suppose that that makes sense. I mean, that's why the cathedral in Paris is called so Notre Madame, Dame. Obviously, being the uh, is yeah. French title equivalent to Mrs. Yeah, because oh, like, it's also, um, and sometimes extended to older unmarried women to show respect. Yes, well, that that's why Notre Dame means Our Lady. Yeah. Uh, so, as the power which shot forth from the Nile, she was called Setian Sept. The embracer of land and producer of Titia watches she was called Anjet. And he's got some other names like Anket, Seket, Renet. Isn't Renet what they used to make cheese? 
Uh, actually, um, Rennet. Rennet used to be a character in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic. She was. Uh, she oh. worked for a time traveling god, and she used to drop off like uh, time traveling gizmos to them so they could go on adventure. Had a massive rack as well. Oh, um, so the, there was a great lady of the underworld uh, who assisted in transforming the bodies of the blessed dead into those wherein they were to live in the realm of Osiris. She was Ament, the hidden goddess. As Ament, she declared to be the mother of Ra. To the Greeks, she was known as Demeter, and the Romans as Ceres. Oh, okay. Ceres makes sense to me because we get the term cereals from Ceres. So the Chinese but, protest as a red square. I'm confused because Aphrodite is mm-hmm. the daughter. No, not Aphrodite. No, mm. it wasn't Aphrodite we were talking about, was it? It was uh, Athena. Athena is the well, daughter are... of Demeter and uh, Thingy. Well, we, we will be talking about Aphrodite because both Aphrodite and Venus are the, the virgin mother aspect. Uh, they are, it's the same word. And apparently there was some, the, the Chinese protesters... Uh, of Red Square, a goddess democracy. Don't know anything about that. Um, and then, of course, the goddess of the New World, Lady Liberty, which is Columbia. Um, oh, here oh, so we go. Lady Li- so, the, so the Statue of Liberty is Columbia, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what they... That is a depiction of the goddess Columbia. I did not know that. Well, no, you do. And aren't you glad we done did this? So this actually leads into the next paragraph where, as Venus, she's depicted as her on a clamshell. Not that bit, but she's often depicted as a five-pointed star or wearing a pentacle as a crown, which the Statue of Liberty does. More important than that, if you zoom down a bit, we'll see the true, like, Mother Goddess worship. You have to zoom in on Hooters. Hooters. Yeah, I forgot. Now, Hooters use the owl, don't they? Because not only that, but I'm looking at, Yeah, um, I'm looking in the bottom bottom uh, left-hand corner. I was getting my left and right mixed up. And we see one of them Greek silver coins, what's got uh, the goddess Minerva depicted. Hang on. Get this right. Minerva. I think Minerva was a goddess of knowledge. And that's why the owl was her symbol. And that's why you see there in the middle is Athena. And no, she's no, got well, a she class. Was, um, she was Hera's. Because uh, I don't know whether you remember your uh, Clash of the Titans, but Hera had the owl Bubo, didn't she? I, I do remember what's her name. But you remember the, in... do, 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 the R2-D2 fucking uh, owl that Hephaestus made in... Oh yeah, that was pretty good. The, yeah, the the robotic owl. That was in, in, well. That was made because Zeus said that Hera should give him her owl. Minerva. I just want to check. And this Minerva is the Roman goddess of wisdom and strategic warfare. All right, so Minerva is basically Athena. Um, the symbols is like the owl Minerva, the olive tree, serpent of Jupiter, the Parthenon, the spear, the spindle, spiders, and the halibur. But Athena. Um, so I, I guess the the owl is a representation of Athena. Um, yeah. Did you forgive know, me? I, I'm, I'm, do you know Hera was the sister and wife of Zeus? As Zeus. Yeah, I do because I've been watching Hercules with Kevin Sorbo, and they right at the beginning of every single episode they talk about Hera, stepmother of Hercules and uh, queen of all the gods. Um, you yeah, know, but she where, was also his sister. 
well, yeah. It was his sister wife. Does <laughs> this mean Zeus Zeus um, Norwich Norwich confirmed? Uh, you know, you know what? We we really should do an episode about Zeus and all the interesting things Zeus would get up to. The absolute the films that they used to, to get up to. The 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 absolute state of Zeus and <laughs> things what he do. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good image because you've got Hooters, you've got the owl, which I keep calling Minerva, but it's actually Athena. Well, I really, you know, I mean, tomato, tomato. It's Romans and the Greeks, they're very much the same thing, but I understand the Roman um, stuff better, so forgive me for using Roman names, but what's the words what they say with this image rather than just me making up a story from whole cloth? The, the goddess can be represented in many different ways. As Venus, she's depicted as or on a clamshell. Was that by Leonardo da Vinci? The, you know, uh, Venus... Uh, you you know the the painting on about Venus uh, from the sea. She's on the clamshell and she's using hair to hide her naughty bits. Oh, that's Venus. Yeah, which is also Aphrodite. So, um, yeah, you you've mentioned that she's depicted with a five pointed star, just like a Lady Liberty, Columbia in New York. Um. Oh, so, so Athena actually owned an owl, often referred to as the Owl of Athena or the Owl of Minerva, has been used as a symbol of knowledge, wisdom, perspicacity, and erudition throughout the Western world. Oh, well, if you say someone's erudite, that means they're well-spoken. Yeah, I'll I'll Um, have to find out what perspicacity is. Whilst you're looking up that, there's the triple goddess, or the three phases of the moon. Three, well, I suppose there's waxing, waning, and, and full. Um, Perspicacity is the ability to understand things quickly and accurate just, judgments. Oh, I see. So you've got like a good perce- perception. You're perceptive. Yeah. Easy for you to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great word. That's why people don't use it anymore, because it's a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, the flag of the District of Columbia. Did you know that the, the District of Columbia's got a f- Do all the states have a flag? Uh, yeah, because I found uh, that thing earlier with the... Uh, that oh, list okay. of the f- states. Where's that? That's got oh, well, someone said... Um, the, someone in the chat says uh, that the goddess of democracy was a CIA-failed coup on China. Um, so that, that probably explains it. Yeah, uh, mostly peaceful protesters. Now you want the like flag of Colombia up, do you, Hobbit? Yeah, go on. Let's see, see this, because I've never seen the flag of Colombia. Um, maybe we might that's find... Not, it looks pretty Chinese. It's like three stars, two stripes. That, that looks like a flag you'd see in one of those African countries, like uh, Chi- Djibouti. Like, it looks like Chinese as fuck to me, that does... Well, you, you say that, but I just think of all those Islamic flags, like Djibouti or... So there's the all this. Dib- I think this is the crest of the District of Columbia. So you've got the eagle looking up at the all bird right, well, who's pointing to the there. circle. There's a rising sun. You've got the boob. You've got definitely not Athena. That's Columbia. You've got the eagle there. Yeah. I wonder what the... Well, the eagle is uh, representing strength because... It's interesting, like how eagles will attack. A, is that a bushel of corn as well? Just behind the eagle's wing. 
Oh yeah, it is. Ah, no, that's the fascies because uh, you know we. No, because it's got it... the thing on top. That's that's corn. That's like corn or. Is it? Yeah, I think that's corn. Oh, okay. Well, it, it got a bit blurry, and I'm. I'm. Let me make the image bigger so I can have a good look at it. Oh, I, I can't really make it out. I mean, I I assumed it was I've the got, fascies, I've got some advice from Telegram. Tell our bit to read the Percy Jackson story. It's all in there, modern update. I don't know who Percy Jackson is. And Percy the Jackson is, and the Lightning Thief. Have you not seen that? No, no. The, the reason I enjoy this start, sort of stuff is because I'm learning as you're learning, you see. So that's here, why Hobbit. the... Impu- uh, doodling yeah. part, that's all the states... Fla- that's all the states, their abbreviations and everything. So if you click on the Columbia link, then, uh, that'll, then that'll get you to the states, whatever that thing is there. That we uh, uh, don't want to. Anyway, I am looking I'm looking at Hooters because that's that's the important thing. You want to look really. at Hooters? We, we, we'll look at Hooters. I do want to look at Hooters. And this is – so can I argue that page three is, in fact, actually a – a veneration of uh, the Virgin Mary and Tofina and all that good stuff. Yeah. And the, the owls, it's got the big eyes because it's looking at the hooters. It's just like, aha, you, you, you too like the things. And then there's some Babylonian or Sumerian god there, and it's got two owls either side looking at her hooters. Just in case anybody can't uh, see the hooters thing properly. Go yeah, proper picture. Make it big. Just, just we, for we, illustrative purposes there. There we go. See, so you that, can that's see the who, logo properly. And th- this is important with the uh, with important, what I call the primordial research, isn't it, Hobbit? The the primordial truth of um, a good pair of knockers. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so do I need to get rid of that image, gonna, Hobbit? Is it distracting you? It's all right. I'm going to look at this thing where I've got text, but I think the audience needs to have a good stare at that. And you, you, because this actually coincides with the triple goddess or the three phases of the moon. The flag of the district clunch has three five-pointed stars. Or the, the fallen Madonna with the big boobies, like hello, hello. Yeah, as the star Sirius, she is the blazing star, represents water and the color blue, the spirit of wisdom, and the brightly radiating one, <coughs> shining one. Brightly radiating one, a shining one. Well, that's Venus. I mean, well, hang on. Am I getting Venus, the planet, mixed up with Venus, the goddess? Um, anyway, the sycamore specifically was regarded as a manifestation of the goddess Nut, Isis and Hathor, who was given the title Lady of the Sycamore, also as the virgin Columbia flower with its five petals. As Iana, Isis and Athena and Minerva, she's often depicted with an owl. Yep. And... Oh, here we go. So if you scroll past the image of Hooters, we get to yeah. Columbia pictures, Columbia on top of some sort of building, Columbia, a statue in front of some blokes in the olden days. I was just going to show a picture of the Columbian, Columbian flowers are actually quite interesting. They're actually called oh, yeah. Columbine. Columbine. I wonder I've, if that's significant with the Columbine massacre. I've never seen... Um, uh, uh, the Columbia flower, and then there's an image of. So there's what the Columbine not... flower, and and then finally in in the bottom right corner, uh, oh yeah, that is quite pretty. Um, but it's called the Columbine so I... flower. You know the Columbine massacre. Huh. Could that yeah, be I, I do. Sacrifice to uh, the goddess Columbia. 
Uh, yeah, it probably was actually. I mean, if they keep talking about Columbine, then that's you know that's blood sacrifice for Colum- Columbia. Um, but I'm I'm looking here at this. Honestly, that that flag of the District of Columbia, it just looks like one of those failed shithole third world countries where <laughs> like the Central think, African Republic is it that one that's like a proper shithole well, I'm, I'm not I'm not making mentioning any specific countries but I mean you know one of those failed like Tim Pot dictatorships where they pretend to have elections but really it's just penultimo counting the votes for you and it's banana republic and occasionally there's like a violent coup and an uprising where the peasants uh, storm the capitol building you know like one of those violent shithole countries fairball shitholes where there's lots of blacks committing crimes and chopping people up democracy you know, you know democracy yeah. like in uh, yeah 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 one of those failed democratic <laughs> states and that is a flag that represents a failed democratic state. Just, just as an example, I'm not saying it's got anything to do with current affairs or anything like that. No, far from it. And um, ah, beneath that, there's some more images. So what we got? A depiction of Columbia in, she, uh, in front of the state capitol building. She's got a sword. Honestly, it looks like Britannia, except she's got a sword instead of a shield. And I think Britannia has a spear. I found something similar to that. I've just found a picture of eight images of Columbia. Well, I'll tell I was you just what. Looking we, for the broken we, chains version, but I couldn't find. Yeah. You got anything scheduled for next week? Because if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind uh, doing uh, what's its name, uh, Britannia, because yeah. I'd like to know more about our. Yeah, I did. I did want to. I did want to get the do Britannia. Yeah. And then there's another photograph to the right of uh, Columbia in front of the state uh, uh, capitol building. And that's, it's Columbia, and on one side where she's got her arm outstretched is an eagle. And the other side, there's a pillar, a column, with a snake wrapped around it. Um, I'm for one of those type of images. But... Mm. Sometimes be seen with broken crockery and chains. Ah. Well, is that to say that she doesn't do the dishes very well? Yeah, probably. She she don't need no money. No, no. Uh, So, uh, oh, Genesis 1. Here we go. This is is still on the same page, and it says, Mother Earth, Primeval Waters, Constellations, and Aliens. So, Genesis 1. Uh, um, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth this caused much consternation and uh, it's disputed by several fact checkers two and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved on to the face of the waters and then there's an image here and it's a very interesting image it's I assume it's God looks a bit like Zeus and he's in a circle he's kneeling in it um, and I can't really describe what he's in. He's in a circle, definitely that. He's got a rocking beard. I mean, if if you'd said he was a member of ZZ Top, I believe this, uh, this is a strange cartoon. It's apparently it, yeah. was, it was done when um, Lady Liberty arrived in America. So it was like eighteen eighty five, and it's a huge snake that's got that's wrapped yeah. around the Capitol building. And written on its yeah. stomach is Monopoly. Huh. Who, who, who drew that? Was it the English? Was uh, it the Americans? Puck. 
fuck Martin Truex? I think he was a famous cartoonist during um, the uh, uh, thingy bobs. Victorian era, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I think he was actually an, an English satiricist. So it's, it's probably some sort of criticism of the French and the Americans getting buddy buddy. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, you, you know the the French were like, well, we want to fuck over the English, and uh, way we can do that is help bankroll the War of Independence in the United States. Well, no, it was the Thirteen Colonies back then. So they did that. They and they actually bankrupted themselves funding that war, and that led to the uh, revolution in France with the guillotines and the terrors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So well. Done. But, um, Hemi, I'm still on the page about, you, you know, with the image with the Hooters and the stuff like that. If you go, let's see, Hooters, then Columbia, then there's two pictures. So if you go about four images down, yeah, there's well, this right. painting of God and Genesis. And to me, this sort of square looks very much like a, well, it, it's a right angle. It's, it's, it's very it's, Masonic, it's a, isn't it? Yeah, well, thank you. That's the word I was looking for, but couldn't find. Did I mention? Oh, it does look um, like a like a like a seventies, eighties prog rock album cover. Don't you, that? If, if you told me that was yes, yeah, yeah. or uh, <laughs> Pink Floyd, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, oh, I, oh no, it's Tarkus. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've seen this album cover somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so. Um, yeah, and then there's some, some more words. They talk about primeval waters and the abyss of waters from its sprang all life and blah, blah, well, blah. Well, also, um, relating, relating that back to uh, to um, thing, you've got the... Is it is it that... There's that great big, like, fucking lake thing, the big pond, you know, the the thing that... Uh, Reflecting I, pond. What yeah, Washington's the one that leads... With. Doesn't that lead okay. right up to one of the obelisks? One of, to the needle? Yeah, Washington's Willie. The marginal, yeah, Washington's Willie. The Washington Monument. Yeah. I mean, there's even an episode of, um, uh, um, there's even an episode of, what's it called, uh, The Simpsons, where uh, Homer's explaining to Mark. Forrest Gump, about that's Washington. what I was trying to say. You know when For- Forrest Gump goes running up the, uh, yeah, that's goes it. Goes yeah, running up he- to Washington's Willie. And he goes on a splish splash on it. But yeah. even in, in, in that, they, they sort of, like, uh, Homer's whispering that, oh yeah, the Washington Monument, that's that's his willy, and Marge blushes and does that um, la- coy laugh. Do you remember when Simpsons was good and they did all this stuff in it? But, anyway. So while I'm looking at Colum- stuff for Columbia, I found a Columbia International University keychain, and it's in the shape of a triangle. With blade, oh yeah. With blades on it. Cool. I'm looking at an image here, and it represents the Great Pyramid with the Queen and the King's Chambers. I assume that's what the two ones are in there. And it's they got these like observation shafts, so you can see certain stars in the sky. So if you're in the the upper chamber, is that the King's Chamber? You can see from the observation points, you can see... Um, one of the stars in Orion, you're looking at this belt and you're looking at the leftmost star. And what's it called? It? I, I'm going to have to make that bigger. Any tack? Oh, I don't know. And you look on the other side and you can see 
Fuban in the constellation of Draco or Ursa Minor. Uh, that's Draco, Ursa Minor, isn't that dragon? Yes, it is. Um, so uh, this this section of the website is called Isis is Sirius, Osiris is Orion. Um, the goddess star Sirius. In the ancient Vedas, the star was known as the chieftain star. In other Hindu writings, it is referred to as Sukla, the rain god or rain star. The dog is also described as he awakens the god. At the, what? That's a non sequitur. So it, it, there's this image of. Um, all right, I need to scroll up again because. The, why am I talking about the Great Pyramid when really should be doing Washington DC? But chat, look at that image well, there's, there. There's, some, the there's great... some very Egyptian architecture. I think you have to talk about it when you're talking about architecture. Well, the other thing is, chat, I'm I'm pretty sure if you took those lines and that that pyramid triangle there, and you superimposed it on the street plans of Washington DC, I'm pretty sure you could make that line up with some of the streets. Um. The name Merica has some significance to its connection with the sea, the abyss, or the water of life, which brings fertility to the land in the form of rain or annual floods. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, because all these other, like, uh, goddesses, Columbia and Ishtar and Britannia and what have you, it's all about, like, that Ishtar, is the mother film. goddess. Much, much maligned film, that. Never seen it. Um, Nor have I. But yeah, so where where did you get the term Mary from? Where where's Mary? What does that mean? Well, I mean, I know they in French they have Mer, which means the sea, and in um, Latin you have Mar, which is sea. Uh, Mediterranean is Middle Sea, the Mer, Terrania, Middle Earth Sea, Terrain Terrania, Terre is is Earth. So, yeah, Mediterranean must be Middle Earth, see. Uh, usual English form of Maria. How about this one, then? Um, so, I think he's talking about the observation, because there's an observation at the top of the needle, isn't there? So, Carlin says in the Twitter, he says, they're not observations, they're light inlets into the pyramids. Could they be to just... They'd just be there to let light into the into the pyramid at the top of the uh, Washington Twitter? Um, I, I don't. You, you're asking me to do too many things at once, Homer. Oh, I've I'm got just it. enough. I've got just enough brain power to read about Mary and think about the name Mary. Okay, then go on. And, uh, if if I was more of a woman or more switched on, I could probably yeah. give you some speculation. But sorry, Carling, I um, my my one's uh, my one one's a Perlenbacher or Galahad. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Mary is the anglicised version of Maria. Um, yeah, that's right, actually, because I'm thinking I've never heard someone called Mary in France. They they're called Marie, uh, which is Maria, um, and that's the Latin form of the New Testament Greek and names. And that's Big Bird out of. Uh... What's that musical West Side Story? Maria, Aqua oh, Maria. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, reminder: right. uh, the latest DMS is up with me and Hobbit talking about uh, Jerry Anderson. I've just da, da. met a girl called Maria. I, I get that confused with the West Side Story song. Da, 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 I start singing da, da, da. one and end up singing the other. Maria, 
Aqua Marina. She wasn't that pretty, even so. <laughs> but anyway, um, wow. But anyway, is going to be my stock phrase of this episode. I hope the chat enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, that come. It's it's a Latinization of the Greek Mariam or Maria. M- Mar- Maria. Yeah. The spellings are interchangeable. Okay. Which were from the Hebrew name Miriam. The meaning is not known for certain, but there are several theories, including Sea of Bitterness. All right. And where do we get that from? Marine, objective. Look up marine at dictionary.com. Circa 1420 from M.fr, marine. Feminine marine. Or from Old French, oh, we see from Middle French, M.fr is Middle French, and OFR is Old French, marine. From Latin, marinus, feminine, marina, of the sea, from mer, generate maris, sea, from PIE. I don't know what PIE stands for. Sorry, guys. Mari, body of water, lake. Cognate with Old English, mer, sea, lake, pool, or pond. So there you go. Mary means waters. Aren't you glad we looked into the meaning of Mary? Because Columbia and waters and stuff like that, I'm sure like the reflecting pool's got something, some sort of nod to that. Um, and that's why we were talking about Sirius, referred to as Sukra, the rain god or rain Sirius, star. Is, is that the dog star? Ah, that- uh, um, yeah, it is, because it's in the constellation of Canis Major, and Canis is dog, major dog. So Sirius is known as the rain god, and Sirius, as we all know, is Isis. And if Isis a new, is getting a new uh, getting a new handle. Uh, Canis Major would be quite a good one, wouldn't it? Major dog, yeah. Canis Major would be a good one. I'd, I'd like that. I mean, uh, I'm quite happy with the Hobbit archetype, so I'll stick with yeah. that. As my good friend Fremen on the sand will attest to. Um, so yeah, the star was the most important of the stars to the ancient Egyptians, that Sirius, that is. And the heliacal rising of the star came at the time of the inundation. Of star also, of the back to Union. Sirius for a second. Sirius is generally the star that um, most tribes in the middle of nowhere that never had, that have never like invented astronomy or anything like that, Sirius is the star system that they quite often depict. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm sure David Icke is going to come into this bit because, of course, he, his good friend Credo Mutwa, a shaman in the Dogon tribe, he, he knows a bit about astronomy. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, the goddess of inundation. The, the, the Nile inundates every year, and without that inundation, the Egyptians wouldn't be able to cultivate um, any of that land so the dogon and sirius here we go this is the very next thing the dogon are an ethnic group located mainly in the administrative districts of bandagirira and in mali west africa easy for me to say dogon religion is defined primarily through the worship of ancestors and the spirits and oh, also the dogon that, that we were that i was literally just talking yeah um, that, 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 that tribe's called the Dogon. That's Credo Mutwa, um, is uh, a shaman in the Dogon tribe. And he showed David like this rock where he and his ancestors have been peeing on it. And it was like, 
the shaman pee on this rock and it's like okay um Heist. They, they don't they don't pee on the initiates definitely not they just pee on the rock yeah so they were called the nomo the Dokon are famous for their astronomical astronomical knowledge taught through oral tradition referencing the star system sirius as the story goes in the late 1930s four Dogon priests shared the most important secret tradition with two french anthropologists marcel Guirol and Germaine de Derrien, after they'd spent an apprenticeship of 15 years living with the tribe. These were the secret myths about the star Sirius, which is 8.6 light years from the Earth. The Dogon priest was it, said, not, was it not discovered until like 1962 or something? What, Sirius? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really bright star. You can see it with the naked eye quite easily. What I'd like to know is how do you, how do you measure like astronomical distances? How do you know it's eight point six light years away? Um, yeah, the Dogon said, "The the yeah, I said the Dogon priest says that Sirius has a companion star that was invisible to the human eye." That's an interesting claim. Uh, I think that's also, the one. The the one invisible to the human eye. I think that was the one that was discovered in uh, like uh, the 19, in nine, like nineteen sixty two. When we had radio telescopes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they also state the star moved in a 50-year It moved in a 15-year wobbly orbit around Sirius. That it was small and incredibly heavy, and it rotated on its axis. The Dogon's calendar is quite non-traditional, and that its 50-year cycle is based neither on the Earth's rotation around the Sun, as is our Julian calendar, nor the cycles of moon, a lunar calendar. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I must set them aside from any other Africans because they actually have a calendar. Um, now, did you know that the bright, uh, Sirius is the brightest star in the night sky? It is recorded some of the earliest astronomical yeah. records. Its displacement from the ecliptic causes its heliacal rising to be remarkably regular and compared to other stars with a period of almost exactly 365 and a quarter days holding it constant relative to the solar year this rising occurs at cairo on the 19th of july placing it just prior to the onset of the annual flood that you just talked about Hobbit. well you know i believe that the universe is created and we've got all these like um uh i mean one of the easiest signatures i can say that Within our solar system, how the universe is created. Oh, sorry, I was, that... I was 100 years. I was 100 years out. In 1844, um, so in 1844, the German astronomer, astronomer Friedrich, this is Sirius B, Friedrich Bessel deduced from changes in the proper motion of Sirius that he had an unseen companion. On the 31st of January 1862, American telescope maker and astronomer uh, Alvin Graham Clark first observed the faint companion, which is now called Sirius B. So it was 1862. Oh. There we go. So what, what I wanted to mention about um, the this star and the creation is, right, so one of the easiest ways I can say that we, we live in the created universe, and again, I don't know how to reconcile this with the flat Earth, and I'd love to do an episode about flat Earth because... I'm a flat earth agnostic. As you know, I believe in, in hollow earth, but I just don't know about flat earth. Although I find it very interesting. Um, so this, the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun, yet the sun is 400 times away. So you get this perfect eclipse. 
which means that you can see the sun's corona, which would otherwise be invisible. So that's a very interesting feature of of uh, our moon and sun. And then if you look at Aeptus, Aeptus looks like the Death Star. It doesn't look like a natural object to me. It's got the same crater that the Death Star has, has the Equatorial Ridge, which the Death Star has. You know, like the Death Star's got that trench and they did the trench running it and then like uh, Luke Skywalker closes his eyes. and. Okay, hold on. Just... Carlin's, Carlin's back again. He said, he said, uh, he said it's his last point. He said, our sun gives us vitamin D3. Other stars at night gives us other unknown benefits. That's why the pyramids were lined up with certain stars. Do you think that's probable, Hobbit? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I liked, uh, I think it was Dogbot on the Paranormies, um, or one of them, and they were saying, they were speculating that each of the stars, the way it twinkles, is a projection. And it's a projector which projects uh, various uh, uh, humans on Earth. So one of those stars is is projecting your life. And I'm thinking, well, what happens if I live most of my life indoors then? So how do, uh, or what if I uh, I'm on the other side of that? How's it projecting? Yeah, you know, I got all these sort of like, like it's a nice speculation. I I don't know myself. But interesting enough, uh, yeah, so you've mentioned the bit about Sirius being uh, an orbit of every 50 years. Very interesting. Um, the Dogon claimed the third star Emiya Sorgum female exists in the Sirius system. It's described by the Dogon as the seat of the female souls of living or future beings. All right, is there a third, is there a third star in Sirius? Um the Nomo. Yeah, there's one they Robert call Sirius A. So, Discovery so The visible star is now called some... Call, oh, so Sirius A is the main star, and they call Sirius B the other star. Yeah, is there a Sirius C? I can't see one. Neither can I. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so... Um, so Robert Temple describes the Nomo as amphibious beings sent to her from Sirius star system for the benefit of humankind, or mankind, as we, we just call it mankind. They look like merfolk, mermaids and mermen. They call the Nomo masters of the water, the monitors, teachers or instructors, saviors, spiritual guardians. Okay. Um, uh, the, uh, the Dogon Elder describes Nomo as having the upper part as a man, lower portion as a snake or having a ram's head with a serpent body interesting ram's head with a um, serpent body but the thing is th- this is all great and stuff why are we going so much into Sirius and, and Virgin Mary and all that when this is called Washington DC ah well aren't you glad I'm on to this bit Sirius and Orion over Washington you have to scroll down past that image and going past, past the that star. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, so we go down here. So, Washington, D.C., and many of its buildings and monuments are laid out according to the cardinal directions with the streets running north, south, and east, west. In the map of Washington, D.C., below, due east is up, and the star chart shows the constellation of Ryan rising due east, due east over Washington, D.C., as it has done every day for the past 200 years. Breaking in your new false teeth, Hobbit. Yeah, I know. That's it. 
Uh, Orion's belt points towards Sirius, the brightest star in the sky. And while Orion is, is rising and low on the eastern horizon, Orion's belt is vertical, pointing to Sirius below. Right, and there's a street map plan of Washington, D.C. And, um, yeah, you've got lots of uh, crisscrossy bits in it, which is probably not very good for car navigation. I've got to say that. Uh, um, grid, grid. Do you not like the grid system? Are you not a big... Well, no, the grid system... Actually, the grid system's been shown to be a, a bit flawed. Um, but it, it, I'm saying the crisscrossing diagonal bits in it aren't going to help with that too yeah. much. But the fact is, Washington, D.C. wasn't designed with ease of logistics in mind. It was designed to be like a, a um, star chart Esoteric well, they, they were, map. What you got to remember is they were setting up a country, and if you're setting up a country with no history, you've got to tap into some history, haven't you? So I think that's why they had to use the uh, the witchcraft to make it become us. Uh, otherwise, become otherwise you become like the Central African Republic or uh, Liberia, don't you? I wonder if there's some sort of thing in the New Atlantis. Is that by Francis Drake or Francis Bacon? that talks about this sort of stuff because that uh, that was talking uh, I've never read the New Atlantis and it's in old English which I find a real ball ache to read anyway yeah. um, I, I tell you what those olden people when it was only like the the um, very few people that could read and even fewer that would write and those that write almost seem to like be really like um, what's the word they'd fetishize these words uh, so, is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, that that's it. They 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 really had a hard on for using words like pernickety. That 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 p word you you did before. Oh god, you found don't ask me to say that again. Per, per, perceptivity thingy. Um, whereas now I think uh, writing is a lot more um, pragmatic and straightforward because it's written by people that don't have such a hard on for words. Uh. So in relation to fixed stars, the sun rises later each day due to the rotation of the Earth around the sun, right? The sun rises just after Sirius at the latitude of Washington, D.C. on August 15th. This is known as the heliacal rising of Sirius. Prior to this time of year, the sun is above or too close to the horizon for the rising of the star to be visible. Ancient Egyptians based their calendars on the helical rising uh, of Sirius. Per perspicacity. Yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. Which signalled the onset of the annual flooding of the Nile. That, that's Christian the word of the day on 14... The 14 words, yeah. the 14 word is pers, 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 perspicacity. <laughs> Try saying that after having a few car lengths. Yeah, blimey, Charlie. So, uh, so the, the Egyptians based their calendar on Sirius because it coincides with the flooding of the Nile. Christians celebrate the Assumption of the Virgin Mary on August the 15th, linking the Assumption to the first appearance of Sirius, or Isis, in the sky just before dawn. Orion has also set due west of the latitude of Washington, D.C. for the past 200 years. From the viewpoint of the Capitol building, Orion sits right behind the Washington Monument, as is Willie, saying in the west. Orion's belt is horizontal, pointing to Sirius sitting south of due west. South of due west. Oh, I see. So if you're looking due west, it's just slight south of it. From the viewpoint of the Capitol building, Sirius sits over the Potomac River on the alignment of Maryland Avenue. 
The bright star above Orion is Aldebaran, the alpha star in the constellation of Taurus. Aldebaran. From the viewpoint. <laughs> Aldebaran. Aldebaran. You know, remember from Star Wars? Fire's planet. Alderaan. by the Death Star. Alderaan. Oh, yeah. Is that pronounced the same as Aldebaran? I don't. It's Alderaan. It's Oh, okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm breaking the word because, like, with all words which I've only read but never spoken out loud, I have to break it down. So I'm seeing Aldebaran. Aldebaran. It's either Aldebaran Aldi or it's Old Baran. It's Old Baran. So it's pronounced. Yeah. Or Al Al Aldebaran. I mean, if you've got D's and things like that, I'm going to pronounce all of it. Um, yeah. From the viewpoint of the Capitol building, Aldebaran sits over the White House on the alignment of Pennsylvania Avenue. It's already been established that so the you're goddess not can be sent at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, don't you, Albert? Is that the White House? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Um, it's already been established that the goddess can be symbolized by an owl, uh, Hooters. Remember Hooters tra- That really travel? does look like um, an owl, that park, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I'm looking here at this this building, and it's got the two sort of because, like, you know, the way the owls like fold their wings in one another. And well, there's even the, if you look if you look from the building at the bottom, you can see the legs, feet. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, Columbia and the constellation of Virgo. Virgo's the Virgin. We got anything interesting pot as here? As many balls as you can, as you can. Yeah, pot as many balls. So we got Spicker. Regulus and Arcturus and Virgo's right in the middle of this triangle. Um, Pierre Charles L'Enfant, the designer Washington. So I'm sure, he was I'm an sure artist. One of the famous, uh, there's a famous abduction, but I can't remember who it was. But they mm. mentioned Arcturus. I, I, I'm trying to wrap this up because we've got 15 minutes left, and I'm certainly happy to do a part two about this and okay. talking about Brita- Britannia as well. Yeah. Um, but Pierre Leonfant, where he, he designed it, he's a Frenchy. He he studied the gardener André Lenort, who did uh, the great historical axis of Paris. And then as a soldier, we own the. Well, the French kind of like we invented we invented America, and they just kind of fucking undermined it, didn't they? With their fucking liberty, equality, and fucking. Well, it's it's more a case of like you know we come up with a stew, and then the French go like, oh no, you need to put this and that in it, and they they just put embellishments on it. So we yeah. you know we came up with the actual meat and potatoes, and it's like they put the you know the bay leaf on top. Uh, so what we got here, Andrew Elliott, Daily the chief of the French was not- don't eat meat pies. That's why they that's why they're disgusting race of a people. No, it's true. They don't eat pi- meat pies. I mean, that's one of the things when I when I go and see my relatives and I say, "Is there anything you want from England? Pork pies." They really like our pork pies. So Andrew Elliott, the chief surveyor, was a knowledgeable astronomer. He undoubtedly helped fix the precise point on the horizon marking August lamp sunset. The angle twenty-two degrees north of west did double duty, pointing to the sunset. Two hundred years later, the triangle contained Virgo appearance, sky, and also mount. Blah, 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 blah. There's numbers, numbers, numbers. Goddess of Revelations. Let's go on to that then. Revelation 12. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon the head a crown of 12 stars. 
How many stars is in the EU flag? Chat, if you're still paying attention, how many stars is in the EU flag? Um, it's and 28 she... now, isn't it? Uh, 27 now, oh, okay. it was 28, now it's 27. Alright, so it's not the EU flag then. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon, its, upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and it cast them to earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, or to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child, who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And a child was caught up unto God and his throne. All right. Um, what's, what's, what, what's this, this thing about? Um, so... The moment the sages of 1177 foresaw, just after the turn of the 7th millennium of the Hebrew calendar and beginning of the 3rd Christian millennium, the alignment of eclipse cycle and sacred calendars occurred on October 3rd or October the 4th, 2005. And two days later, on the 5th or 6th, a great portent appeared in the sky. Do you remember anything interesting happening in 2005? I don't really remember anything interesting happening then. The sun in Virgo. There was an eclipse in Yeah. But they say the sun in Virgo, from a sidereal perspective, falling on Virgin's robe shoulder, clothed by the sun, a thin crescent moon on the cusp of Virgo Libra, with the moon under her feet, and pregnant with the conjugation, the conjunction of Mercury According and Jupiter. According to uh, timeanddate.com. Hmm. That eclipse is in 2005. There was a total eclipse in southeast North America, much of South America, Pacific, Atlantic, and Antarctica. Okay. There was a lunar well, eclipse in Southeast Asia. There's four, so I've got four to go through. Southeast Asia, Australia, North America, South America, Pacific, Atlantic, Indian Ocean, and Antarctica. Uh, there was a loon. So do you know what a penumbral eclipse is? Penumbral. If it's penultimate, it means the one. I think before. it means Penum how much is eclipsed, doesn't it? Because it's Pen total. So it's, the first yeah, one was solar eclipse total, lunar eclipse penumbral. Mm. So then there's a solar eclipse annular, which happened in Europe. So pretty much like most of the globe had some sort of eclipse. Uh, yeah, much of Europe, the... Southwest A, like whether it was a total. Whether it was a solar or a lunar, that everybody seemed to have a, some sort of an eclipse. I remember the uh, total eclipse in 1998. Um, that was so, weird. Yeah. Do you remember the atmosphere? Like everything went quiet and it just went all weird. Yes, yeah, I do, I do remember that. Um, but I was in Germany at the time, so I, I, I didn't. I, I just thought maybe that was something to do with Germany. I, it didn't strike me as anything out of the ordinary because everything was out of the ordinary there. Yeah, because I um, think it confuses the uh, wildlife, doesn't it? So the interesting thing is the sun touched the meridian on October the 5th. The whole of the portent spread out to the east from meridian to eastern horizon. The first thing we notice is the Washington Monument, that says Willie, is not due south of the White House as Le Enfant planned. It is offset to the east. Le Enfant, by the way, means the child. 
is offset to the east just enough to align with the fixed star speaker and the conjugation of Jupiter and Mercury. This is apparently not accidental, as the dedication ceremony for its present location, done in 1880, was aligned down the mall with the rising of speaker. And, um, right, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, there's some stuff about the great wandering heavens and some dates, uh, but uh, you know what? That's probably for another time. We got another twelve minutes left. Is it in time for unexplained pisteries? Do you want to whiz through unexplained mysteries? I want to go through some unexplained pisteries. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a, here's a thing from science and technology. Here's why you should never ever eat icicles. I had a lady friend of mine, she told me she took a virginity with an ice corn. I said, wasn't that dangerous? So not really. It kept getting um, wet and melting down. Um, really mess, if you mess uh, your vaginal temperature up, that can really fuck women up. Well, I, I just said, I've, I've done the thing before where on the cold day, I've put my tongue on a, on a metal pole and it stuck yeah. to it. And I felt something ripping, and it was quite painful pulling it off. And I was just, I just thought you don't want to stick that in your minge. But yeah. no, apparently no harm was done because it just um, frigid water. Uh, there's no denying that icicles, the long shards of ice typically found hanging from your rooftop window ledge during particularly cold weather, <laughs> can be breathtaking. Oh, sorry, I just, read, I just laughed because I read to the end. Oh, okay. As some might argue, these intriguing ice spikes may even look good enough to eat, like some sort of natural-made popsicle. However, there's very good reason why you shouldn't do that. It's explained in a viral TikTok video posted by meteorologist Katie Nikolakulokalu. In the video, which actually shows someone chomping down on ice cream in the guy, she provides a similar explanation like put ever trying to say. Please don't do this. She says, I'm a meteorologist and I should know. So rather than saying, hey, don't do this and this is reasons why, it's like, don't do this. Trust me. Don't don't do this. I've got credentials. All right. So you know what? Uh, I am not going to read the rest of the story because, suffice to say, some Greek bent said, "Don't do it," because I'm a, I'm a meteorologist, and we can well, all. What she actually said is like, "Don't eat it," because basically, bird shits on your roof. It kind of right. reminds me of the old W. C. Fields quote: "It's like, don't drink the water; the fish fuck in it." Yeah. Exactly. Um, body found in freezer at old haunted house. Man digs tunnel to his married mistress. Oh, man digs tunnel to his married mistress house. Is that? Oh, hold on, I'm looking um, at the body found in freezer. Yeah. Oh, South Carolina. I think this is going to be a Sunday, um, a Sunday show thing. I, I'm, I want, I want yeah, to live. What are you going to do uh, on Sunday? Man digs tunnel into his married mistress's house. Are oh, you going to keep that one for Sunday? That, that's for Sunday because we, we're not going to... Freeman on the Fre- Freeman on the Sands channel. Yeah, that's it. My Freeman on the Sand, he's, he's got it set up. He's uh, 1812 will commence again. That's going to be the title for Banton Nationalism 111. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll put that in potential stories uh, for, for his show. It's good. It's good guy. He is Fremen on Mystery the side. Mystery uh... appear on frost covered car. Oh yeah. I want. I wonder how those footprints footprints got there. Yeah. Oh, only got four toes. They were. They're probably some sort of fucking. It's probably some sort of prank thing, isn't it? 
Oh. Uh, not not oh, sure yeah. there's a real mystery there, are you? Mm, I don't know. But um, do you remember the, the uh, Israelians saying that, hey, uh, we know that aliens visit the solar system and they know like we're the best people in the world, so they've contacted us secretly. So, oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? I I was saying like um, years ago uh, that if I was going to make an alien probe to visit a solar system, I'd make it look like a, an asteroid so it wouldn't look out of place. Well, um, this is what the article is about. It's about Are you that about Oh, mama, mama, mama. Yeah, oh, the. When when something goes ow mau mau, ow mau mau, I'm thinking of that deaf boy mau mau joke. <laughs> anyway, a That's deaf by mau mau. Get the joke right. Oh, you've heard it. Oh, okay. Um, so a Harvard University uh thinks biz- believes that visiting space rock was actually built by aliens. Woo, four hundred meter long object which flew past our planet back in October 2017, became the focus of much debate and intrigue after it found to have come from a distant solar system. Even today, the exact nature and origins of the Ao Mau Mau, from the Hawaiian word for Death shoving ten pineapples up... Yeah, for the Hawaiian word for shoving ten pineapples up your bum, continues to remain a major point of study, with scientists attempting to determine exactly what the object is made of, where it came from, how long it's been travelling through space, and, oh, yeah, the unremarkable effect of, well, uh, if it was just gravity, it couldn't follow that path. The only way it could have gone on that path is if it had its own power. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll just gloss over that fact on unexplainedmysteries.com, you bastards. Well, they, um, they want it to remain unexplained, so if they leave that bit out, then it's unexplained, oh, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. If if they mention like the really interesting thing of hey this asteroid actually like travelled on the trajectory it shows it's got an engine for the professor of astronomy Avilib of Longnose Tribe the answer is clear this unassuming space rock he believes is a piece of arts extraterrestrial of country, country that jumped dumped a load of fucking uh, organisms on the moon fucking use. or at least trying to before it blew up because oh well, they God did hates they did because actually spilled yeah. out onto the moon didn't they because it broke the fucking oh. Bastards! They just they, they just tardigrades. Tardigrades. That's what they dumped on the moon. You, know, you call them tardigrades. I see engineers, astronomers, and doctors. I they call them some bears, don't they? Well, the um, no, they, they they just uh, they the moon clearly wasn't going to survive without tardigrades, and uh, the Israeli space agency was at the forefront of. Well, they needed tardigrades tar- to do the jobs that the lazy, lazy moon people wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Um, in late 2017, scientists at a Hawaiian observatory stopped shoving pineapples up one another's bums to glimpse long enough at an object which seemed a bit weird. Uh, moving so quickly that it can only come from another star, the press release reads. Avi Leib, Harvard's top astronomer, showed it was not an asteroid, it was moving so fast along a strange orbit and left no trail of gas or debris in its way. Fair, at least they're telling us. I mean, normally, you want to actually give you the information for free. Yeah. In the extraterrestrial... I'm sure he got paid for this press release. Leib takes readers inside the thrilling story of the first interstellar visitor to be spotted in our solar system. He outlines controversial theory, planifications, science for religion, and for the future of our species and our planet. 
Suffice to say, however, this is not a theory shared by the majority of his peers. That right. would be a pretty okay. good idea, though, wouldn't it? I mean, solving the uh, solving the generational spaceship problem. Maybe if you could like dump some sort of housing on on a on a comet. I mean, we've we've already dumped we've already put uh, trackers on comets, haven't we? Maybe if we could put some sort of like generational spaceship on the back of a comet, then the comet will do all that. Well, I I just think it's a sort of like I said, if I was going to build a probe and I wanted it to be fairly discreet, I'd make it look like an asteroid. Yeah. And if you've got people like perceptive enough to go, that's no asteroid. Look, it's going that's under its own moon. steam. It's going under that's its no own moon. steam. It's a space station. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, there we go. And But, I mean... Yeah, so they talk about, oh, it's got no debris and it's going really fast. It must be for another star. How about saying that, look, the way it's coming in and the way it's going out of our solar system shows that it's not gravitational slingshot. It's doing stuff. It's got its own power. It's got an engine. Therefore, it's not just a lump of rock. It's a vehicle. But no, we're not going to say that because... UnexplainedMysteries.com doesn't editorialize and they don't give you the relevant facts. So you heard it here first. This is an exclusive scoop from Fortean Words. Oh, Mau Mau, which is Hawaiian for shoving 10 pineapples up your bum, is a vehicle <laughs> not made by humans. Uh, have you seen this one? Quantum teleportation achieved over 44 kilometers. Cool. How much, um, how much did they manage to teleport? Well, they're teleporting like data, apparently. Scientists have taken one step closer to building a working, super-secure, super-fast quantum internet. Hmm. All right, so... Um, cool. Yeah. So they, they've, they've managed to figure a way of transmitting data faster than the speed of light. Uh, well, teleported it. They've actually teleported it. Uh, such a future so the exact mechanics through which it is possible to use quantum physics to process and communicate data over a network are rather complicated well obviously Uh, however in the future it's believed that quantum networks or a quantum internet could provide provide extremely high speed and ultra secure communication in far in advance of anything available today that means we won't be seeing it Um, well like Oh, that means it's already existing, and they they're finally willing to you know give it to us. Yeah, because I you, you know that fear of the breakaway civilization like thirty years ahead of us at least. Yeah, there is some good news which we can finish up on. We've got one minute to go. Oh, hold on, I found one. One of our favourite stories: Schrodinger's cat can be saved after all. See that one? What? Don't put it in the box in the first place. Uh, so originally devised by Austrian physicist Erwin Schrodinger back in nineteen thirty-five. Schrodinger's cat is a paradoxical thought experiment designed to illustrate the unpredictability of quantum physics. It focuses on the concept of superposition, the ability for two opposite states to exist simultaneously, but they can't be. For the experiment, the cat is placed in a sealed chamber along with a radioactive atom. Whether or not the cat is alive or dead depends on whether or not the atom has decayed and emitted radiation. Because the particle has the potential to be in both states at the same time, the cat is both alive and dead until the box is opened and the actual quantum state of the radioactive atom is observed. 
Now in a study, scientists at Yale have found a way to actually anticipate the changing state by analysing the workings of a quantum jump in more uh, more detail than ever before. Uh, they found it was neither abrupt nor as random as a pretty... I mean, it's a stupid fucking thing. Uh, quantum... Yes, say it's theoretical physics and it's a load of bollocks, but it, it yeah. does raise the interesting thing about the unpredictability of nuclear decay. So what and I... I you know what the best response to the Schrodinger's experiment was? It was actually in Viz. They were saying, get round the uncertainty of Schrodinger's cat by putting it in the glass box. Then you yeah. can see immediately whether it's alive or dead. Uh, quantum <laughs> so, jumps of an atom are somewhat analogous to the eruption of a volcano, the study lead author Zlatko Minev. They are completely unpredictable well, in the long term. Bored nerd. nerd. <laughs> no, anyway, there's only one, one line left. Nonetheless, with the correct monitoring, we can, with certainty, detect an advance warning of an imminent disaster and act on it before it. Oh yeah, typical. So in other words, you give us some money to carry on really important research on this guy. It's important. So let's have some good news to oh, finish there's up. Some, there's on. some. Hold on, hold on. Mister uh, Sensors, uh, Moon Man has replied in the. Not sure how you can prove you saved the theoretical cat. Hopefully this doesn't lead to lots of dead cat experiments. You don't even need the cat. It all boils down to the sensor get that sensor getting tripped or not. Yes, and that's why the <laughs> metaphorical sensor in this case is a cat. Yeah. Um, so good news to finish up on. You remember yeah. the world's greatest skate park featured in that James Bond film, the one with Piers Brosnan and the uh, Russian bloke saying, I'm invincible? No, oh, so you're talking about gold, the one Goldeneye, the one that's collapsed. I received yeah, that, that's it. Yeah. Well, uh, there's an $8 million grant from the government to rebuild it. Um, so what, what they're saying... Uh, the did government they give the $8 million dollars before it fell apart? Um, because... Uh, Reasons. Uh, because because I mean, let's face it, it's the government of Puerto Rico, so it's, you, you know, Puerto Rico, who get money for rebuilding the water supply after a hurricane destroys it, and then, like, five years later on, they haven't done it, and yeah. then another hurricane hits them, and then they're doubly fucked, and then they go, can we have some more money, please? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, who knows? But sort of good news, maybe, kind of, but don't expect much because it's the Puerto Rican government. That's it. We're, we're done now, aren't we? Oh, so that's, that'll do us. Tune in next spooky time, next spooky place uh, for whatever. Oh, apparently. Hold maybe. on. Someone in the chat, someone, the, go on then, Hobbit. Let's do this. Uh, someone in the chat says, you're missing the point. It's like the slit experiment. Observation affects the outcome. It doesn't. Yeah, I am being flippant and missing the point, but I'm doing that. So, so are you actually chat. saying that, like, if if I put my toast in the toaster, it's not going to pop up until after I come back in the room to look at it? Well, it's like that thing of a watch kettle never boils. Yeah. So, which I never understood because I always enjoy watching my kettle boiling. But it does. I know. Yeah. There we go. That's that sorted. All right. There we go. Uh, go away a... now. Go away now. Go away 